Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Neither lost nor found. Hear the lonely sound. I'm feeling soulful this Friday evening, folks. Of music in the night. Oh, yeah. Nights are always bright. Wait on it, though, folks. Wait on it. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. What's going on? I'm Joey. That's Brandon. Hey. And, of course, the man who epitomizes the street life, Seth Spotlow. This is Brandon's recommendation. I can't take credit for it. Oh, yeah, it just was in the mood. Man, I like this. I like this a lot. Oh, yeah. Now... Tonight, I was supposed to have put out an early video, be talking to 84, and we're going to do a question show, a Q&A show, where he throws questions at me that I have never heard before, but he's running late. He actually works. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Doing yeah. the day. Doing the day. Yeah, he's that blue-collar genius, you know? Uh, <laughs> he's got his own business. He's making that paper. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when duty calls, though, it's sometimes it's a little frustrating. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we can, we can try to toss a couple of curveballs yeah, curve curveballs your way and see what you think. Yeah. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Let's start this thing. And, okay. And, and let's also open up the phone lines, 272-9228. If you want to ask me a question, you can ask me anything, and I will attempt to answer. I will attempt to answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, left field, of course. You guys know me. Of course. Um, what is your earliest memory? My earliest memory? Your earliest memory. Do you know when you're a kid, about five, you have a <laughs> eaten bluebell? <laughs> no, I'm not eating bluebell. Um, earliest memory is probably the first time my mom dropped me off at a daycare, because it was like the first time I was like away from my mom, and I and of course I remember I acted a fool. I acted no, a complete yeah. fool. I fell out. I was crying the whole time, and like my mom was trying to leave and go to work, and she couldn't, so she just sat there in daycare with me. It was. It was kind of cool for me but see i'm having a little little trouble with the earliest like i have a lot of early memories you don't have a first one 
Not really. Not one that I go, oh, that's the first one. And, you know, maybe I have memory problems for some reason, Seth. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, a sensitive subject. But um, there's some weird early memories. Like, I was taken to a daycare because my mom was working as a nurse. My dad was working, often having to travel, working oh, wow. on big construction jobs. So when I was very young, like three or four before I got into preschool, especially during the summer months, you needed daycare. Okay, okay. But it wasn't like, you know, some fancy daycare. Oh, of course not. With the nerfed up playgrounds. No, 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 no. Gravel. No, it was just somebody's house. Some lady's house. With, with a large backyard, yeah. And I have this, yeah, yeah actually. <laughs> and it, well, enough to make you think that you could run away. <laughs> but no, there's Until a chain link the fence, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I have this disgusting memory. Okay. Mm. I'm intrigued. She would feed us casserole. That's gross enough as it is. <laughs> because, you know, when you make your own casserole, you're like, mmm, how tasty. <laughs> but when it's somebody else's casserole, you're a little skeptical at first. Even if it's a casserole you make for yourself... You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like you know the surprise in yours, right? Because there's a lot of things in there. Yeah, and if you put some extra ingredient in a casserole, you're not going to be able to see it. Oh, of course, it's not. all it's all put together. So, I have this memory that the woman that would watch us would feed us her casserole, but she wouldn't set out like twenty individual plates or bowls. She had a spoon, and she would say, get in line. I don't know if she talked that way, but there's no audio to this memory. But get in line, children. It's time to eat your slop. <laughs> I do have this memory of standing in line and this woman shoveling casserole into my mouth. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, okay, I got one like that, but instead of... Um uh, uh, casserole. It was I was with the labs because mm -hmm. I was a little kid and they had labs like four or five of them, like Labrador Retrievers. Yeah, yeah. and when they would feed the labs, they would spoon feed the labs, and then oh, wow. and then um, sometimes they would get the chicken livers, and then I would stand in line with the labs and I'd get a liver. Oh wow! <laughs> that's, that's what's up. They make you humble, man. You like chicken liver? I like fried chicken liver. Yeah, oh, I love yeah, it, man. Oh, yeah. especially Good. with a little bit of rice and ketchup. Gravy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I put ranch on anything. <laughs> I mean it. Anything. Now, now, now I have a question for you, Joey. Yeah, yeah. And actually, for you and Seth, you mm -hmm. know, speaking of the street life, you know, um, I got in touch with a friend of ours, good old Eddie Bader. Yeah, with you got the, in touch with Eddie Bader. Yeah, with the Goodson Group. Mm -hmm. Um, we're gonna be discussing. Probably after the holiday, after the 4th of July holiday of possibly getting me into a house. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. Growing Thank you. up. And you picked a great guy to do it with. Exactly. Why don't you tell him about our friend, Eddie Bader? Oh, yeah. Well, Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group. You all want to give him a call, 322-0662. And, I mean, that's mostly you need to call him if you, like, Brandon, are interested in buying a home or selling a home. But, um... You know, he also likes to eat pizza. He's a pizza fiend. And, and he's very knowledgeable about the house buying process. And, yeah. you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, even if you're not ready right now, he can walk you through the steps to get you there. Yes, 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 you indeed. And I, and I do appreciate that, man. That is that's that's awesome. Cool. Is he going to take you on the pontoon boat and show you around the lake? 
No, I'm not getting on the water. Can't can't do it. Uh, can't do you don't it. like the water? No, no, that's never turned out good for for people like me. Why? What do you, oh, don't, you don't even like say that. Yeah, yeah, terrible. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, that I've become an episode of unsolved mysteries. <laughs> I was last seen. No, <laughs> look, no, look, look, look. Let me. I got to tell this story from college. Okay, I did like. P.E. in college. It's like an elective. It's a throwaway. I was working the graveyard shift at the donut shop. I need a throwaway class because I'm going to be dog tired. And, you know, we mostly work out. Like, work out, kind of work out in the weight room. Not how I would try to hit it now. And there's this huge, you know, tall black guy, kind of swole, but like in a basketball player way. He's like wiry. He wasn't like big lineman, but real tall, real ripped. And he was like kind of a man's man. He, He just seemed like a cool guy. One day, the coach says, um, next week on Monday, we're going to do something a little different. Bring a bathing suit. Uh, we're going to go uh, swimming at the pool. And this guy, like, he pops out from behind the pillar. And, like, he's always, again, this man's man, real big guy, swole. You'd think, nothing can scare this dude. Hey, folks, we're going to go swimming on Monday. He pops out from behind the pillar in the white room and goes, we're going to go swimming? I'm like, yeah, man. What, are you okay with that? I don't know. Like, do all. you know how to swim? He's like, yeah, but I don't like to. <laughs> what is it when, like, you well, know, well, when what, swimming? What, what it is, it's a fear factor, number one. Number one, you're talking about, well, it wasn't swimming. He's talking about going on a boat in some secluded area, you know, that I've never been before. That, oh. that usually never never turns out good. You know, that's just like that's just like the husband that comes home and be like, Honey, we're going on a trip. <laughs> you know, th- two dogs go out, one, one comes. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And and then he's on TV. Dunder Dome. He's on TV crying. I just I don't know what happened to Susan. She, you know, she's just the greatest person. I, I couldn't imagine anyone hurting her, except you, right? For the hundred thousand dollars that you hundred thousand dollar life uh, policy that you got. Now, do you have any more questions? Oh, I do. I okay. do. Um. Another question I have for both of you. Um, a friend of mine posed this question to me on the Book of Faces that um, why are people our age and younger not getting married anymore? And I and I posed this question to her. I was like, well, would you enter into a business contract where there is a 90% chance that you can walk away with nothing? You know, like monetary-wise that you could walk away with nothing? And she was like, well, no, of course not. I was like, well, that's marriage. Because now it is literally, I mean, that's literally the risk now. I mean, some of this, I believe, is a product of the sexual revolution. I kind of mocked it when I, no, and I don't necessarily agree with this, but one person said people, millennials, are not getting married because sex is so cheap and easy. And it's readily available. But then my comeback to that is, wait, you're only getting married to have sex with a person? That's not a well, good reason to get married. Time out, time out. Let's 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 be for real. Our our grandparents were not thinking. Yeah, I want to raise a family. You know, sit on a porch in a rocking chair with this one. No, no. Our our grandfathers and grandmothers had different things on the brain. Mm-hmm. Of course, back then, good girls didn't give it up until you got married. Mm-hmm. And times were changed. Times were different. I mean, now times are a lot different than they were before. When you met somebody, that's what you did. You stayed with them. You got married, you mm-hmm. had kids, you stayed with them for life. Happy or not, you did it. You know, And then people, they worked through it and they made it work. And nowadays, it's like, I mean, the sex is so 
it's everywhere. And then people, I mean, the, the social media and all of that, the phones and stuff, I mean, are making it so people can't talk to each other. So it's hard to meet people, number one, because people's yeah. social skills suck. You pick a random person, try to go say hi, and they will not give you eye contact. Right. Just because they're terrified. Oh, I only got good at the eye contact thing in, like, the last few years. It's good. Now I'm making it, like, too much. Like, eye contact, eye I contact. See you. But But you know what? And we talked about this, you know, off air. It's, it, technology, period, is divisive. You know, your phones and, and everything like that. And we talked about this on probably the second show I was on. You know, mm-hmm. sex robots, and it was kind of a joke. But there's no, a, it's real. Yeah, there's a thing on CNN where they have... Robots that actually can respond to you now. That's like weird, if you come into man. the if you come into the room and you're being negative to them, they can act like they're mad at you. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're laughing. But they, they get a real woman. Yeah, it, it's the same thing. Yeah, but, but but see, guess what? I'm sorry, and she's right back to normal. See, you can't do that with no, a real woman. But I'm, I'm sorry. I love you. What do I have to do to fix it? How much do I have to do to fix? But it? I'm, but I'm wondering. This is Greta Van Fleet doing the song, but you know when Sam Cooke was singing this back in the 60s? Oh, yeah. Was he talking about, like, I know a change is going to come where men can have sex with women, and women can have sex with men, and women can have sex with women, and men can have sex with men, and pansexuals can have sex with everybody. Is that the change he was looking for? Or do you think it was something a little more important? Well, it was something a little more... (laughs) I'm going to say this. It was something a little more simplistic. Uh, How about the fact that soldiers who went off and fought for this country actually get treated like human beings when they come back from it? There's that. Yeah, and there's the fact that I can go into a restaurant and not have to go to the back door to get served. Yes, yes, yes. Um, There's the fact that I can monetarily make just as much as my peers. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I think that's the type of change he was talking about. I agree. Um, but the, this idea of why people are getting married, number one, I think also there's a statistic out there that m- the men aren't doing so hot. And yet they're still sort of expected to be the breadwinner. That is crazy because mm-hmm. uh, according to statistics, women gradu- are graduating college people are, at, a, yes. at, at a higher rate. Than men are. And making more money. Exactly. And yet there's still an expectation for men to be the ones that go out and be the head of the household. Well, well, well this goes back to my other point. The, the double standard sucks for women until they need it to work for them. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I'm a 21st century woman. I work. I have my own money. That does not necessarily mean I want to go out and spend my own money. Especially right. when I have a man at home. Right, 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 right. Even if I make twice as much as he does. I think also, and it was something I was talking about last night, and this is my true uh, belief on why people are getting divorced so often, why so many people are not even getting married in the first place, is because the concept of love that dominates our society is not this, it's not agape, it's not this giving of self for the sake of the other person. It's not an economic arrangement in the sense of families arranging marriages to connect with other families or secure their place in the society, whatever that society happens to be. So what is it? I think our concept of love now, it started in with the troubadours and kind of, I think, the 12th century, where it's like person to person, the idea of falling in love. And you know romantic comedies. This is a common theme <laughs> with you, Brandon. Okay. 
I think that concept of love leads itself to great drama, leads itself to incredible passion, but it does a relationship, pain. a lifelong commitment it does not make. And I think if you're going to make a lifelong commitment, it's going to be full of tragedy, sadness, it will be in sickness and in health. And I think there are a lot of people who, taking those vows, are still stuck on the other falling in love part. Then life happens, or somebody changes, and it's easy now. There's also not social sanction. I think years ago, if you got divorced, this is really a, there's a stigma attached to it. Now oh, yeah. it's like, well, he was an a-hole. How many times so, have you been married? Right, six, seven. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I think it also goes to to the point that. You know, people people aren't getting married anymore because concepts of love, like you said, have changed and have become something else. All right. So love is people want to fall in love so much. And then when they fall in love, they a lot of people are, are speeding into it, man. You know, mm-hmm. well, 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 and they're I, not taking the time to know the person. And and, and uh, like you said, people change. It's just it's and not really changed, but people grow. As you get older, no matter what's going on, you yeah. grow. And with growth, it comes change. See, but people want their love affair to be something like a... It wants to be like the beginning all the time. Well, they want it to be like a four-minute song. Like you throw on a record, the spinners. Oh, yeah. And you're like, that first time you're after the... You're smoking a cigarette on in the rocking chair. You When that feeling just goes away, it's like, oh, man. Well, well, the old- and you don't have something else to sustain it. And I also want to add another element to this. I think the empowerment of women but- has led to more divorce, more independence. They don't need a man. Or if a man is not good to them, they can leave. Oh, yeah. And I'm they now have the this- advantage in the courts to do it. Now, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. The old saying is falling in love is easy. Staying in love is what is what most couples have trouble doing. And I think that is a very truism. And you gotta you gotta rekindle that. You gotta rekindle it. And by the way, the reason I keep making this sound <laughs> is I saw a video of uh, I think it's Eddie's ice cream. Uh, this taste tester. Like, here's how we taste test our ice cream. You take the spoon, you put the bottom of the spoon, the hot part in the top of your mouth, then you just let it sit on the palate. Mm, just let it rise up there. Mmm, doesn't it taste so good? <laughs> Whoa, dude. You're getting way too in for that teaspoon. Of Less ice than cream. A teaspoon of ice cream. The, the people who make it, oh, I mean, oh. they need to love ice cream. Oh, you got to. You got Speaking to. Speaking of ice cream, I went. Uh, I did some work at Bluebell in Sylacauga the other day. Yeah. And you know me, it's 100 degrees out there, and I'm not leaving here without some ice cream. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. And so I said, hey, y'all, it feels good behind that window. I know you got some ice cream in that cooler True, right there. True, homemade, hand-cranked it, goodness. Oh, man, they yeah. gave me a pint. And on the ride down the road, I was eating that pint. It was just so it's good, so man, because you know it's fresh. I can down a pint. <clears throat> oh, no, I could. Oh, I could. more I've been working out, if I don't watch myself, I can eat. Oh, man. I can eat now. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. You're able to get away with it a little bit more. Well, no, and you actually become really hungry. But it looks like we have somebody on the phone. Okay. Ooh. Hopefully he has a question. Welcome to the show, Eric. Hola. Hola. Como estas? How y'all, how y'all doing? Uh, you know. How you? Come see, come see. 
Uh, well, you know, as soon as Bluebell starts making a, a Budweiser flavored ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I want the green kind. No joke, right? <laughs> it, as long as it has alcohol in it, I'm down. Ooh, yeah. Hey, uh, I really don't have anything to add to your topic, but I really just wanted to call and, and talk to, tell Joey. Uh, I really appreciate your show. You have a very eclectic show. There's no telling where you start and where you may end up, and I love it. That's how I like it, too. It's like a hero's journey every night. You're the man, dude. I listen, I listen to y'all from 6 a.m. till most of the time, 4.35. Sometimes I get to catch your show till 7, depending on what I got going on. Sure. But I'm never disappointed by your show. And I love whether you have Baron or uh, Beyonce or uh, Frosty Pajamas on. <laughs> Good old Lady Hayes. Yeah. Yeah, old Lady Hayes. Well, and if you can't catch it some nights, I do post a podcast um, that is free of commercials. So you can just listen straight through. And uh, I post that on my Facebook page every night after the show. So if you, and you don't have to listen to it immediately. Obviously, you don't have to listen to anything. But, you know. I do post it if you can't catch and listen to the whole thing. I know that people have plans and things to do. But, hey, do you have any questions? Eric? Oh, I think Eric might be gone. That was cool, though, man. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Way I'm, to go. I'm praised for the show. Oh, yeah. oh, exactly. You deserve that, Holmes. Oh, you thank do. you. You really do, okay? I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. And for once, it wasn't from a woman. <laughs> normally, <laughs> normally, it's a lady. You know who I'm talking about. Ooh, it's a lady. The, the, soccer, the soccer mom. Is your father a meat burglar? <laughs> Why? Because it looked like he stole two fine hands and shoved them down the back of your old dress. <laughs> there was a period in my life where I was quoting the ladies' man way too much. Oh, man. <laughs> and I am not as charming or as smooth or as funny as Leon, Leon Phelps. Phelps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man. I'm going to go home and watch that movie tonight. That's such a good movie, too. Will Ferrell with the Greco-Roman wrestling. Too. Exactly. You have to get him in a headlock and wrestle him down. Oil him up. <laughs> well, you're obviously gay, so... Yeah, yeah, we're not yeah, doing that. Yeah, that's, that's disgusting. <laughs> so, so, what, so, wait a minute. So, what is, what is everybody uh, movie plans for this weekend? Movie plans? Uh, I, would, I don't really have any movie plans. Really? No, yeah. Nothing you want to go see I'm in waiting until right uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out. Me oh, too. man, I'm pumped for that. Exactly. No, and what's the uh, the basketball? The oh, Uncle Drew. Yeah. Uncle Drew. Which is out today. The previews are making me laugh, but it's the type of movie where I'm like, I don't have to see that in theaters. I know that maybe hurts them, but I will definitely watch that at home because the previews were, I love that. The sort of like, oh, the schooly youngins. Exactly. Like, I'm going to get buckets. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to hit a break. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. We're taking questions tonight. Ask me anything. 272-9228. Hopefully these gentlemen here have more questions. We'll see. Whatever comes to mind. It's an eclectic show. Oh! <laughs>
Joey Clark. Yeah. Oh, I've got to love Johnny Taylor. Sing it, Johnny. This is a Seth Spotler request. Oh. Get himself. What is it? Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, before we... Oh, she doesn't love you. I get it, Johnny. I get it. Come on, man. I, that is like one of my favorite. That those strings and that horn, I love that man. That album is awesome. Before we get off this, like, why aren't people getting married and why are so many people getting divorced? I'll tell you, folks out there, already married, especially all you men out there, you need to listen to Johnny Taylor. He's called the philosopher of soul for a reason, and he occasionally got a few things right. And there's some wisdom in this song if you're already married. This is from T. It says, It's cheaper to keep her. You don't hate that. It's true. It's cheaper to keep her. When your little girl make you mad. And you get an attitude and pack your bags. Don't do it. Five little children that you're leaving behind. And he was saying this back in the 60s. Yeah, he was right. Day, He's right. Man. That is an envelope bender right there. Now, but on this topic of love, love going right, love going wrong, we have Clint. Okay. He has a question for me about love, for all of us about love. Hey, Clint, how's it going? Hey, guys, how are you? All right, how about doing you? Well, doing well, doing well. Who you got with you there tonight? We have Seth Spotlow and Brandon God's Gift Ross. What's going well, good on? Good day, friend. All right. You guys talking about swimming. You know, I learned how to swim when I was five years old. Mm-hmm. Guy took us down. He had two sons and two neighbor sons. Had a cookout. He just threw us in the creek. He said, swim or drown. Damn. And, because uh, he wasn't going to let us drown, but uh, a man is like an animal. You throw a dog in the creek in the water, first time that dog been in the water, what's that dog going to do? Doggy paddle. Depends on the dog, but usually they learn to swim. <laughs> yeah, it's going to dog paddle. I wouldn't throw some of these, did. like, teacup poodles into the pool. <laughs> yeah, they're going to swim. They're going to survive. Keep that That's thing in your did. purse. Sir? No, like these teacup poodles, these rich women are walking around with. Don't throw one of those into the water. They're not going to learn to swim. They've been the instinct has been bred out of them. Every dog can swim. Every cat can swim. Trust me. All right. But you talk about love. Yeah, I need this love question. You need that love question. You ain't married yet, Joy. I know that. Twenty-eight, twenty-nine. Yeah, hell no. Yes, I'm twenty-nine, <laughs> but hell no, I'm not married. <laughs> I got married. I was 27. I should have waited till I was 50. <laughs> <laughs> wise words. Wise words from yeah, a wise man. Attention. But it's all good. You know, it's all good, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Not now. Love, uh, love is hard. It takes, it's a two-way street, mm-hmm. not, not a one-way. It takes two people to make love. Not one, 
one cannot do it on him or herself. If the other partner don't help out, it ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna work out. No, it I, just ain't gonna happen. Dude. I see what you're saying, but do you remember what Diogenes the Cynic used to say back in Greece, ancient times, Clint? He said, "If I could rub my belly and get rid of my hunger, I would." Well, yeah, that makes good sense, don't? It? Yeah, that made sense to me. And sometimes love happens on a three-lane highway. Or four. What to say, who's that, if I could rub my eyes where I can see again? That'd be nice. Exactly. See? If I can see again. Because I've been blind all these years. But now I see. I hear you. I hear you, Clint. Yeah. That amazing. Get a show tonight, dude. Uh-huh. I'm enjoying it. Oh, Thank yeah. you for Thank taking you. my call, sir. Did you have a question? Cheaper to keep her. Cheaper to keep her. <laughs> but, but, but how about you don't buy her in the first place? Which is what a lot of people our age and younger is doing. They're just not getting married. They're just, hey, we're, we're together. You know, we don't need a piece of paper to mm-hmm. say we're together. And I mean, because if you think about it, what is the big deal with that? Because it seems like the ceremony is more for her to be able to say, hey, look at what he loves me so much. Look at how much money he's willing to spend on the wedding, the reception, the pictures. Well, it's supposed to be a celebration of that love, and also uh, you're consecrating it. You're consummate. Well, the consummation comes later. I was about to say. (laughs) It's supposed to be in public for everybody that means something to you, for both the man and the woman, or now the man and the man, or the woman and the woman. It's supposed to be like this celebration for all the community to see. So, basically, a reason for you to stunt, as we say in my community, mm-hmm. for your family and friends, you know. For you to stunt? Oh, yeah. What's the terminology? Uh, stunt. That's when you <laughs> spend copious amounts of cash on stupid things like cakes and dresses and tuxedos to announce to the world that, hey, we're together. Okay. And we're in debt. Now, initially, what I thought you were getting at was how people will pretend to be somebody else. Or they realize, ooh, I can get the attention of this person in a particular way, and they'll go with it because it works. But then, because we're having this theme now of teaching lessons through soul music... Of course. ...is uh, this little ditty right here. And just, just listen to the lesson, folks. The Impressions, the same thing it took. The reason a lot of people romances don't last Is that they tend to forget so fast Same thing it took Hey baby To get your baby hooked Gonna take the same thing To keep her Keep her same thing it took mm. It's true now, And she goes on to say She goes on to say that if you got that woman by lying You got that woman by crying You're gonna have to lie You're gonna have to cry for the rest of your days Well well, and I can relate to this. Like, somebody gives you, you know, the pity love. It's like, oh, you're going through a tough time. But but at, at, the, same, at the same time, 
You know, a lot of people play those cards. You know, like they right. say, you, you never meet the real person in the beginning. You meet their representative. See, but that's dangerous. doesn't Not, have to be that it's way. the same it thing it took. It's going to take the same thing. But you keep using yourself as an example. I know. You're, that's all I got. Wait, wait, wait a minute, but you're... You're not the rule. You're the exception. How about that? Uh, we're just dropping a lot of soulful wisdom tonight. And look who showed up. Oh, yeah. And Joey, I, and I'm, I'm sorry, but I told you that I would be here tonight. Though I be late, I did show up. You did. I you kept did. my word. To your you credit. Exactly. Kept my word. And now, I'm Wrong. wondering, because you... You, I can see it in your face. You look fresh. You drove a lot. <laughs> he looks like you've worked a lot. You look tired. Both no, of your no, hairs no, are standing it, up. No, <laughs> Both of them? Yeah. <laughs> right next Both, to each other. Really? Really, Seth? <laughs> thank, thank you, bro. If you so, want to take a cheese you. grater to a scalp, go ahead. I've got a cheese grater in this drawer. Here. I, I that, like fresh grated cheese. If that crap bothered me, good gracious. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, one of the nicer things people say about me. No, my, my grandmother broke down so i had to like drive from wetumpka all the way to pentlala to fix mom's air conditioner and then go back to wetumpka because oh, wow when mom calls oh yeah oh, oh, you, had, you, you had, got to you go, go. You, had, you had to go to uh hope hole yeah pentlala yeah mm -hmm. that's hope hole. Mm -hmm. oh he's the unofficial mayor of pentlala mm -hmm. oh actually i'm the official mayor oh really it's just not legal but oh, oh. oh wow. did not know that so oh, yeah. in, in all these travels, when you had to go, did you have any questions come to mind for me? Because we fielded a few tonight. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't even have time to think. I did hear. I did hear in my travels. I heard y'all talking about your first memory, mm -hmm. and which I think Seth actually stole that question from me because I believe I've already asked you that question. Well, so. you asked it in that relation to Seth, dads. That means Seth listens all the time, and yeah, I that's think he's true. just. Robbing my material, which is fine. That's I, not copyrighted. Uh, oh, got some no, got some heat. It's a fluke, homie. But uh, I did think about my first memory was running through the kitchen, and I can still right now. Y'all see my eyes are closed. This isn't a, yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. an illusion. I can close my eyes and I can see the door frame in our kitchen that I ran into and busted my head wide open, had to go to the emergency room and get <laughs> Carney was my older my older brother Carney was chasing me and we were running and I just my very first memory is just it's a flash of me just twisting my head. And as soon as I twisted my head, the door frame was right there and wham and I mean it just Ooh. See, that's not a wrinkle. That is a scar. <laughs> <laughs> now, it matches the rest of my wrinkles on my forehead <laughs> or my forehead. Deep thought. Is, is Savannah calls them. See, I've got a lot of early memories. I'm just having trouble, like, organizing them into what's the earliest. You saying that made me think of... But, no, I was like, because I don't, I, I don't remember my exact age, but Mama, I was... Somewhere between two and three at that point. Okay. And so that would have to be, that's the first thing that I remember. Mm -hmm. And that would have to be one of my earliest ones. You know, once you get up when, yeah, five, six, seven, eight, you, yeah. you remember, you know, this Most and that you did, there. catching fish and stuff like that. Uh, and they kind of, those kind of melt together. But, but a earliest. trauma. Oh, oh, yeah. You always remember the trauma. No, wait. Because I know your mom probably Seth, you said out. that what 84 reminded you of something? Made me think of when I was little, I'm in the backyard, there was a hill, and I went up to the top of it with a tricycle and a road down it. 
and I hit the barbecue grill. And it, I mean, lit barbecue grill, Foo, all over me, man. And then I went into the pool, and uh, uh, yeah. Thank goodness for that pool. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? Nothing happened. No, no, I'm just saying. I, I wouldn't caught. necessarily say you're fine. I'm you lived dead. through it. <laughs> <laughs> Put it that way. It made me the way that I am. Oh yeah. Well, it looks like we have a lady on the phone. Trisha, what's up? How are y'all doing? Oh, hey, Trisha. Oh, how are this you doing? is the Trisha with the big brown eyes. How are you doing? Oh, big brown eyes. I'm good. I'm just wondering. You were asking for questions, and I was trying to come up with one in between playing with puppies, changing diapers, and putting on jammies, and all kinds of other stuff. Indeed. But <laughs> indeed. Yeah, uh, as I know, as if I know you what you speak You completely understand of. that, don't you? Oh, of course, right. I, you need to come to my house for one day, yeah. Joey. No, no, no. <laughs> then you'll understand what real life is like. Uh, I don't know about that, but anyway. <laughs> I'm a pro at all that stuff. See, see Trisha and I are on more of the same level right. as you children. We're the same age and yeah, you, all that stuff. I understand enough to run away from it. Exactly. <laughs> For now. Why we would you run away from it? It is it's the hardest thing in the world, but it's the most fulfilling thing because in the world. Because I want to be irresponsible. Give me an I, amen, Tricia. Amen. I yeah. could be irresponsible for an evening. I'm drinking my second glass of wine, so... I'm talking about raising children. No. You're on the wrong no, no, no. side. I'm talking about you being irresponsible. No, I, I like I'm this. talking about making another. Game, you're, you know? I like this. You're on the second glass of wine while you're busy doing real life responsible things. You're thinking of yeah. a question. So, do you have a question? I figured it out. Yeah, y'all were talking about earliest childhood memories. Now, mm -hmm. I, I'm really confused about my earliest childhood memory because. You know, back in the day, we used to look at photographs all the time. And my dad was an avid photographer. And every year, at least twice a year, we would have a slideshow um, where he'd, like, set up a slide projector. And on the wall, he projects slides from when I was little. So I don't know if my earliest childhood memory is actually a memory or if I remember it from watching the slides. So mm -hmm. do y'all have y'all run into the same thing? Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're saying because yeah. there, there's pictures that... that I know they recall the, a memory. Yeah, yeah. But and you're not sure if you would remember it if it weren't for them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I know exactly what and you're saying. And told. are our children going to miss something because we don't do that anymore? Well, keep the stories uh, alive right. because I've been told memories that mm -hmm. I don't remember, but I remember the stories. Well, so mm -hmm. in, in stories are that that's now and now the here here you go, Tricia. This is one thing that that I like about not having a lot of pictures is you tell the stories of what happened. And yeah. every time the story's told, it gets a little bit better. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, I like and how you said better. It, it, it does. It gets better every time you tell it, if you're a good storyteller. And and then you, you have this, like, superhero, uh, you know, image of something that happened where you just fell off a house, but it ends up being you jumped and, and you know, flew 20 foot through the air. <laughs> yeah. Landed on a bike, rode through a lit grill, and landed in a pool, and it put the fire out, you know, so. <laughs> well, well, but at the same time, that's what you have the Book of Faces for. Mm -hmm. You know, and it even reminds you of some of your old stories. Those visual aids can't help. I'm not old enough to have Facebook have any meaning oh, in my life. Thank God. <laughs> I'm and I sorry. don't put a lot of personal stuff on oh, Facebook. Oh, I'm not young enough. You have to worry about some sicko abducting your children and all that. So, 
Yeah, it's a real concern. I just put junk on my Facebook that nobody wants to look at. It's a real concern. On purpose, huh? On purpose, exactly. Now, she's actually, Trisha's just like really just very, very dull and she just... I'm very boring. Yeah. So, wow, you're a keeper. (laughs) Exactly. I am a keeper. That's right. Well, well, yeah, because usually when someone says they're boring, that just means you're boring in public. Mm -hmm. But you are behind closed doors could be something totally different. That might be true. Mm. Damn, Brandon. (laughs) I like it. The bold statements. You have to use your imagination. Damn, Trisha. It keeps them guessing. I like it. (laughs) All right, well, I'm enjoying the music and hearing y'all talk while I'm playing baby stuff. So keep on. Good luck. All right. All right, thanks. Bye, Trisha. Bye. Well, that was a wonderful call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody behaved themselves for the most part. For the most part. <laughs> Why the sullen look on your face, sir? Hmm? <laughs> I, I had... Uh, I was looking at a Disappointed text message. text message? Yeah. Yeah. The book of faces have, was, have reached out to you? No, it was... Uh, it bring home... No, oh, it says, I just figured out we need to cut the grass at the ball field this week. That, that's that's the life of a married man with four children that's Dude, 43 now, now, years now, old. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, now I'm talking you... about keeping Pentlala Ballfield cut, which, by the way, uh-huh. for me to get just a little bit pissed off, Go ahead. is the responsibility of the Montgomery County Board of Education. Yeah, it is. MPS, whatever you want to call them rat bastards down there. <laughs> yeah. It's their job to cut the grass. Cut the grass. And do they cut the grass? No. No, they don't. They do we not. cut it. You we know what they it. you know what they do though? What do they do? Nothing. They drive down there and they have a whole day set aside for Pentlala Elementary. Whole day. An entire day. And they see that we keep the grass maintained mm-hmm. on the ball field. Oh, yeah. Even though it needs cutting to ball field level they sit in their damn truck, sit in their trucks. and d- drink drinks, drink drinks, <laughs> and because look, I work for the board. I know break time is from ten to ten twenty, from two to two twenty. Ten to two twenty, two to two twenty. Other than those two times, your ass is supposed to be working. Working. You can drive down there at nine thirty, and they're sitting on the back of the truck so. playing grab ass instead of cutting the grass on the field. Grab ass. Okay, now here's here's my here's my question. How Cut is the grass? Wait a minute. Here's my question. How yeah. is that? Don't do your job. <laughs> What's your question? Wait a minute. My question. And you can't is, miss them because they're in orange. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> they they don't wear orange. <laughs> but, Brandon, go ahead. But this is my question: How is that different from any other city employee? <laughs> it, it, it's it mat- not. It matters not. I don't care if it's different than any other city employee because they Cause all that slack. does. I don't live in the city. The city does not affect me. I live in the county. I use my Freaking lawnmower. My lawnmower. I wear my lawnmower blades out. Yeah. Whose lawnmower blades? Your I use my gas. Whose gas? Your, Your gas. gas. To cut that ball field every week to keep it looking nice. And the one week they're supposed to cut it. The one week. How many weeks, Joey? One, one. week. 
they come down there and they sit and play grab ass instead of cutting the ball field and giving me a Is week that off. Like a, just a metaphor for doing nothing, or are they really yes. pinching each other on the butt? No, they they were actually out there pinching each other on the rear ends. Wow, that's weird. Somebody <laughs> called the Me Too movement. That's a progressive uh, county there. <laughs> Well, you got to know something, big old Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Bill Burr points out, like, he, he's noticed, because he's from Boston, he noticed the country thing. You did that thing, and it's like, well, you know, I don't know. You did the just, trail off thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Just, just saying, you know. you saying I'm country? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Country. But Somebody t- mentioned that the other day. Yeah, like, I did. You know, they talk like a hit. Yeah. You know, like you talk. And I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> what are you wow. talking about? <laughs> That's kind of messed up to say. I didn't say it that way. I said it very nicely. Oh, yeah. Oh, was that you that said it? Yeah, I did say it. Oh, I said it. Oh, that's right. It was you. Yeah. Yeah, he said, you have country slang, which is, that's uh, politically correct for you sound like a hick, Mm -hmm. is what it was. You sound country as hell. I am country as hell. So it's not a bad thing. It's just a fact. Stating obvious. It's just funny. It's better than, like, some obnoxious, like, chick from Long Island. Oh, yeah, that would be the worst. Oh, like that heifer that won that race up there? It's just like a big honking voice. That was. Did you see the video of when when that that uh, that woman that won the uh, the race in New York walked into the bar? No. She was like, "Oh, I won." Oh, she was oh, like, oh no, no, she is a damn socialist, socialist. and I don't. I, I mean, I might like certain socialists personally, but I don't agree with their politics. But I want to say this. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Whoa. The sexiest name ever. That is yeah. a sexy name. Wow. No denying it. She might be a socialist, and I don't like her politics, but damn. All that's fine, but the thing that tickled me the most is when she found out she won, you could see that one second in her eyes were like, Oh crap! I actually, I yeah. actually won. <laughs> I've actually got to do this, what, what did I and I have into? no clue what I'm doing. No, I think she's in for a big wake-up call. Oh yeah! I think she really is. Like she's very idealistic. It's that, rare that somebody gets elected to Congress who's younger than I am. So I, I think she's in for a big wake-up call. Well, well, but at, at the at the same time, she's going to be like most politicians. Hopefully, she doesn't let her youth get influenced by the older people. She is going to be she's going to be bought and paid for and controlled by somebody up there, and she'll be just like all the rest of them, Brandon. You were so naive. <laughs> she's going to be just like all the rest of them. Well, and well, it'll be easier because she's younger and more inexperienced. And her name is wonderful. Alexandria. Alexandria. And you can't attack her. You cannot attack her. Oh, you can can't attack her? No, you cannot. Yeah, you can. Oh, you will be massacred if you attack her. Well, how are you oh, going to pay for Medicare for all? It does not matter. You can't attack her personally on that. Oh, you can't say this woman's an idiot. I'm not going to attack her personally. Well, that's what the Book of Faces is. You can attack someone and never reveal who you are. Yeah, it's true. That's... Internet culture, full of 
cowardly keyboard warriors. Anyway, that's the show. Oh, man, this has been great, man. This has been good. Awesome, fellas. Especially the last, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> freaking dynamite. Yeah, you're great, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're fantastic. Well, good night, Montgomery. Good I'm night, I'm going to go Montgomery. home and make some jorts. <laughs>